Welcome to Teachers Improving Learning with Technology. In this episode, we'll take a look at digital pictures in the classroom. We'll examine the whole notion of digital literacy and what it means for our students. Dean Shereski, a technology consultant from Moose Jaw, Canada, will show us how to create a photo album with PowerPoint. We'll also take a quick tour of Microsoft PhotoStory, a great program for creating photo presentations. Following that, we'll show you some great ideas for using digital cameras in your classroom. Flickr.com is a great way to share your photos with your parents and your students. And we'll finish up with some viewer submissions at the end. We hear a lot about visual literacy, and it really means two things. Number one, uh, being able to transform your thoughts and information into images, and also taking meaning from images. I'm going to turn it over to Dean Shereski, who's going to give us an overview of creating a digital photo album in PowerPoint. PowerPoint has a really nice feature that enables you to add multiple pictures to a presentation um, and uh, just share it as a photo album. And then obviously you can come in later and add your text and animation or any other thing you'd like. But to add a whole bunch of pictures to a presentation, there's a very, very easy way to do it. We're going to go Insert. We're going to start with a blank presentation. Choose Insert, Picture, New Photo Album. Now, it's important that you... Just for ease, it's important that you would uh, put all of your pictures in one folder. That way it saves uh, having to search for individual pictures. Uh, we can do it really, really quickly. So we're going to insert, in this case, picture from file or disk. Now, on my desktop, I created a folder called Cruise. I'm going to select that folder that has all the pictures I want. Choose Open. And now to select all of these pictures at once, on my keyboard, I'm going to click Control-A. Control A will select all of the pictures in this uh, in this folder and click insert and now you can see that I've added 21 pictures and I have a couple of more choices I can have them each have one on a slide I could put uh, two pictures on a slide I could have one picture with a title two at the side you see all of the different choices in this case I want to put them to fit the slide I click create and they added, they give me a title page, but then they've added all of the pictures that I've added here um, in my PowerPoint. Now I could I could manually go in here and actually um, resize these pictures to really completely fit the page. So, for example, um, you see this slide here doesn't quite fill up my my blank space. So what I could do is simply drag that to fill the white area. Now it's going to distort your picture your um, picture somewhat, so you have to keep that in mind, but if that's not a concern, which in this case it's not a real concern, it takes away the white spaces, it's, it's a nice effect. Now I can still go in and add text or anything I like, but you can see it's a really, really quick way of adding multiple pictures to a presentation in PowerPoint. If you're running Windows XP, another great tool is PhotoStory 3. It's a free download. You start, it's very simple. You start by uh, importing your favorite pictures. Um, if you hold down the control key, you can select your individual photos. And if you hit control A, as Dean mentioned earlier, uh, you can bring them all in. 
once the pictures are in, uh, as you notice, there's your a whole group of pictures along the bottom. You can move them around to the left or to the right, or you can remove unwanted pictures. You can also edit your pictures right within PhotoStory, which is really handy. You can rotate your pictures. You can um, um, remove red eye. You can add all kinds of special effects to the pictures. You can do pretty much anything you can do in most fairly simple photo editors and you can do it right from within photo story which is really nice you can also add titles uh, right on top of your photos and um, changing the you can change the font size the font color the the whether you want the title to be at the top the middle the bottom the left centered or to the right uh, there's quite a bit of customization you can do with these titles, or you can choose not to have titles on your photos. As you've noticed, this is a wizard-based program, which is nice. You can just go from step to step, and it walks you right through the project from beginning to end. Uh, the next step is narrating your pictures and customizing motion. You can, uh, you, with a headset just like I'm using right now, you can basically uh, narrate anything you like on each photo by photo. Uh, you can also type, if you'd like a, sort of a little teleprompter, you can type some notes in for yourself. Um, I really like the customized motion feature. If you don't do anything with customized motion, it will automatically pan left or pan right or move in or move out. But if you like, you can specify how you'd like the picture to move, or you can choose no movement at all. So uh, in this particular... Um, in this particular customized motion, we're starting off focused on the top left and we're zooming out to the whole picture. And uh, here's sort of a preview of what that looks like. Well, I'll be a little fuzzy, but uh, it's a nice feature to have. You can really customize things. Uh, this is something I did, as you may have noticed, right on the intro where I had that... Uh, uh, inspiration diagram and I just panned around from side to side. Alright, the next step, you can add music to your photo story and if you have music of your own that you'd like to use uh, in most formats, uh, you can bring it right in, um, have it start and stop at whatever s stage of your photo story you'd like. If you don't have any music and you'd like some, um, this program has a whole bunch of built-in musical styles and genres um, with different moods, uh, different tempo you can adjust, you can adjust the volume, so if you don't have any music and you'd like some in, uh, it's a little cheesy, but it's free and you don't have to worry about copyright issues and things like that. You basically take your pick and there's all kinds of instruments you can choose from and everything, so um, plunk it in again, you can choose when you want this music to start in your photo story, what, what photo you'd like it to stop, and uh, voila. In the last step, you simply decide where you'd like it saved, and voila, it'll pop it out as a WMB video file. Now, aside from being able to know how to use this program, there are all kinds of educational possibilities. Here's an example from Aaron Ball, grade 3 teacher from Edmonton, Canada. He read the book A Bad Beginning uh, by Lemony Snicket with his students, and they each chose a scene from this book, put the scenes together, and created a retail. Here's what it looks like.
if you'd like to add music to a photo album or a photo presentation, here are three online examples of uh, some websites that you can use for music clips. The first is freeplaymusic.com. You can choose a genre or musical style. Clips are of a variety of lengths. You can sample them. Once you're ready to download, they're available in MP3 and AAC format, which is really handy. Second website is called ccmixter.org, and it's a great website. Uh, you need to become a member to be able to download things, but once you become a member, membership is free. Um, you can download a music clips. I believe they're just in MP3 format. Uh, variety musical styles. It's all free. It's all available for use for you or your students. The third comes from a Flash support website called FlashKit.com. However, they have a sound loop section where they have numerous different uh, sound clips of various lengths and styles available for download. And they give you a couple different varieties that you can download those clips in as well. And it's all free. Now, if you're going to publish these photo presentations to the web, don't suggest you use freeplaymusic.com because they have regulations about their uh, terms of use for their songs. Alright, let's take a look at some websites uh, which give some great ideas for using digital photos in the camera. Uh, the first website, Going Digital in the Classroom, is a great website. provides a whole bunch of ideas for use of digital photos across the curriculum. One is uh, sort of creating little tutorials with your photos. Here they've taking pictures of the steps involved in making a jack-o'-lantern. And the kids could write about or voice narrate uh, those steps as well. Another one is sort of using the photos at, as a uh, writing prompt and, um, or a virtual tour. There's a whole bunch of ways you can get kids interested in writing or uh, communicating uh, using these photos classroom book. There's a whole bunch of great ideas on this website. I strongly recommend you check it out. The digital cameras in the classroom websites and another really good resource I find, um, especially the teacher to teacher section, which includes um, examples and links for a variety of different applications for using digital photos in the classroom. In this example, students from Longfellow School um, have created a website which includes observations and descriptions of what they've seen in their schools butterfly and hummingbird garden. From the digital camera lessons website, we're going to take a look at two activities. In the first activity, the digital camera was used to help students visualize and conceptualize the whole idea of symmetry in the real world. So you can see some photos of some places in the world and students have to decide are these symmetrical or not. In the next activity, the students have used the digital camera to record their observations from a math science lesson trying to answer the question, does sunlight affect leaf size? Earlier we looked at the whole notion of visual literacy in the classroom 
And in this website created by Keith Lightbody uh, from Australia, uh, he examines the whole notion of visual literacy, discusses it somewhat, and also provides numerous ideas for using digital cameras in the classroom to help develop that, that visual literacy with kids. Let's say you've taken a lot of photos and your students have taken a lot of photos and you'd like to share those meaningfully with your parents or with other students across the school. Flickr.com is a great way to do that. Uh, once you create a, an account as a teacher, you can create a group. It can be private so that no one else can see uh, your photo. As wonderful as multimedia is, we often have to be aware of the privacy issues involved with sharing images of kids. So once you've created an account, you can uh, create a group. I've created a sample, Mr. Moss's class photos group. And as you can see, I've kept that group private so that no one else can see those photos. Now at that point, you're set to upload any photos you've taken, uh, upload them from your computer, right from your camera. Uh, Flickr even has a, a method of being able to upload photos from a camera phone. So there's all kinds of possibilities. Upload your photos. Um, you can choose to keep your photos private if they're photos of children, I suggest. And uh, bingo, it's loaded up on Flickr. It's a free site, as I mentioned, um, and it's great. So what can you do with these photos once they're online? Well, if you give your parents uh, the special password for your group or make them members of the group, they can download these photos themselves and uh, make copies for themselves or keep them at home or, or just see what you're doing in your class. It's a great way to communicate with your parents. So what you'll see here is once you've uploaded your photos, you can decide photo by photo um, to share them with different groups. And if you're a teacher who teaches different classes or different age levels, you can assign different photos to different groups. And then only the people in that group can see the photo. You can even add comments to photos, which is a nice way to sort of describe what was taking place uh, when the photo was taken. Another nifty little tool they have on Flickr is the photo stream. And that'll allow your photos to be shown in a little presentation automatically via the web and you can even decide how long you'd like each photo to show and it's a great tool a wonderful way to share your photos flickr.com highly recommend it Janine Riggins who teaches at Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. School in Atlantic City, New Jersey sent this great website it's called Star W, and that stands for the Students Using Technology to Achieve Reading and Writing. With the help of many people, including Andy Carvin, who's a real expert in the area of educational technology, they just started an initiative to create student video blogs as a way of sharing their knowledge. You've got to check out the Star W site. If you'd like to learn more about technology, I highly encourage you to check out the EdTech Posse website and podcast. Now, the Posse, which can be found at edtechposse.ca, is made up of four real experts in the area of educational technology. Alec Kuros, Rob Wall, Rick Schweier, and Dean Shiresky. Hope I didn't uh, mispronounce your name, guys. 
Anyways, these gentlemen uh, speak about numerous issues related to educational technology, and if you really want to deepen your knowledge in this area, strongly recommend you listen to these guys. They really know what they're talking about. Well, that's it for episode two. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Please feel free to email your submissions to tilttv at gmail.com. Thanks for watching, everybody.